0: Welcome to another fun filled edition of Second City Sports Zoom Style. Zoom Style. Along with Lakinda McGee, I am Cindy Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at 80 Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80.
1: You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG.
0: You can go to our website, weareregalradio.com. That's W-E-A-R-E-R-E-G-A-L radio.com for more information about our podcast articles and other fun stuff. You can follow this podcast, Second City Sports, along with our other podcast programming via War Media by simply searching War on Anchor on all podcast download platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Simply type in that search engine box on your download podcast platforms war on anchor w-a-r-r on anchor and also we're on youtube at war media once again at w-a-r-r media on the youtube you can not only listen to us but watch us do our thing live (laughs) as we take a bow for those who just listen exclusively on the (laughs) podcast thank you for your support in advance
1: like share subscribe and tell your
0: friends let's open up lakina with some chicago blackhawks hockey let's do that hockey
1: let's do that hockey
0: We say congratulations to future Hockey Hall of Famer, Mr. Patrick Kane, a.k.a. Showtime, a.k.a. Hashtag That's Hockey, baby. As uh, the Blackhawks continue to surprise uh, the National Hockey League, they're in third place in the Central Division. uh, As they split the weekend series with the Detroit Dead Wings, that's right, I said it, (laughs) the 7-2 win on Sunday night. The the headline of the win from Sunday, La is Patrick Kane accomplished a rare feat. heels he he becomes the fourth Blackhawks player in franchise history the 100th player in NHL history and the ninth U.S. born player in history of the game of hockey to achieve career goal number 400 Lekina put this out on my social media platforms i.e. the Twitter that he is the greatest Blackhawks ever period you know, if people have listened to this program and other programs I've been on, uh, war media, I, I always say that Jeremy Roenick is my personal favorite. But Patrick King will have the numbers to back it up when once his career is over, he has the three Stanley Cup championships on his resume as well. He will go down statistically and perhaps out of that at the out of that stratosphere is the greatest blackout to ever put on skates. I know some people want to argue Bobby Hall. Uh, Stan Mikita, may his soul rest in peace, and uh, a few other legends as well. Lakina, I'll, I'll start with you. How much more does, in your opinion, that Patrick Kane has left in, in his tank?
1: Well, if you've, been see, if you've seen him play this season, I mean, he still has a lot left. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's crazy. He's also the fifth U.S.-born player in, in NHL history to score the, his 400th at age 32 or younger. So, mm-hmm. you know, joining guys like Padla Fontaine, Jeremy Ronick. Excuse me, Keith Kachuk and Mike Madano. So that's that's a pretty impressive list, if I do say so myself. But uh, I mean, I, I think look, I think he's shown that you know, he looks like he's having fun, which you know something we hadn't seen in the last couple of years. And the team itself, I mean, they're they're buying in. I mean, we're seeing you know guys, you know some of the guys like you know that can contribute. We're also seeing some of the you know, the younger guys. I mean, DeBrinket and you know guys like that. So. I, look, I, th- I think he's going to – I think Kaner's going to play for as long as he wants. And, you know, I think that the team, the, the, the Blackhawks as a whole, I think they, they've they been playing very well. Like you said, I mean, they split their – they split the games against the Red Wings. You know, you're kind of bummed that they didn't sweep. You know, they should have. But, you know, look, it, it, it happens. They had a bad game on Friday, but they looked really good – um on sunday and look i think he's you know he's definitely shown you that you know he probably is one of the probably if not the best black hawk of all time but also too one of the best american-born players in, in you know in the last like i would say like maybe 20 years i think so you know, there might be a couple of guys that some people may say may, may, you know, some, you know, some, you know, some folks may want to mention, you know, those, those guys, I think, you know, who, you know, who I'm talking about Sid, but look, he, he's, I think he's going to try and play as long as he needs to. He hasn't had any major injuries, you know, again, knock on wood, but.
0: Um, <laughs> I can hear that.
1: Yeah. See, there you go. But look, I think he, look, he still is playing great and he's playing at a pretty high level. I, I think. I mean, sure, I think he'll probably try to play until he's 35, 36. You know, we'll, I'm, sure we'll, you know I'm, sure, I'm sure he's going to take it uh, season by season now since he is mm-hmm. over 30. But I think, look, he still, he still looks great. He still plays great. So I, I think, you know what, congrats to him. And he's totally deserving of all these accolades.
0: And also, to think about, like, you brought up age at this point. We we all watched him grow up, uh, both on and off the ice. Of course, yeah, he he's now a new father to a new baby boy, I believe. Yep. And and uh, you can see that uh, his mentality uh, off the ice has changed over the last several years. Now he has a a, a young child to look after, and I think that helps uh, helps as well. Now going back to on the ice. Like you said, like in the last couple of years, he hasn't had fun. But it seems like he's been getting better with age. When he came into the league, we all knew they had the, he had the potential to score a whole lot of goals. But with the talent they had around him when they were winning those Stanley Cups, he was asked to be a, a playmaker. He still scored a lot of goals but he was asked to be a playmaker first because you had Taves, you had Patrick Sharp, he had Marian so, you had Marion Hosa. So he had all those players in their prime, and so mm-hmm. he had to kind of take a step back and find his way. He still piled up a lot of points and a lot of numbers, so, but it seems like over the last five, six years, you're starting to see him uh, with uh, with a total game uh, on the ice. And right now, Le'Kan, I'm with you. He can play as long as he wants to. Could he be a uh, Alexander Ovechkin, Ovechkin? Excuse me, scoring 600 to 700 goals? Uh, that's kind of a stretch. But if he stays healthy within the next two or three years, he could easily score over 500 goals. Maybe he could push to 600, but we'll see how long uh, that uh, that he that he plays, especially in the Hawks' uniform. He's a free agent in a couple of years after this season. But uh, he's he's looked better as he as he as he aged as yeah,
1: he I mean, ages yeah <laughs> I, I get what you say oh, yeah excuse me <laughs> he's a hell I'll say he does that spinorama even when he scored that four hundred, I mean you know he, he fell as soon as he hit the goal so you know I think he you know he's having a lot of fun and you can kind of tell that too he still had extra spring and stuff he's matured you know he, he's he did some you know some things you know when he was younger but you know you, you can tell now that especially the how you know when he was talking about it last night I mean he has you can tell he has grown and mature and matured and evolved and look that's what you want from your stars, your your stars on your teams. I mean you want him to you know be sort of like that mature presence for guys like Doc and Kubelik and you know guys like that. So I'm you know I'm I'm look I'm I'm looking forward to see what you know more he has left in the tank and you know the, the team themselves, I mean they they look really good and they're they're kind of like right there for you know, at least to compete, at least for a playoff spot. Look, I'm not saying they're the best team in their division. I'm not. I know, you know, I don't want to, I mean, I look, you, they, they, they got to face Tampa Bay this week. So the defending mm-hmm. Stanley Cup champs, you know, the Florida Panthers are right there too, but they're, they're, they're kind of right there in, the, you know, they're in third place in that division, that central division, the sort of realigned central division for the season, if you will. So I'm not saying that they're at their level, but I think they could be right there to sort of compete for one of those playoff spots.
0: You're listening to Second City Sports along with Lakeena McGee. I am Cindy Brown as we do that hockey, Chicago Blackhawks hockey, as we talk about Patrick Kane and the men in red. Lakeena, before we pick up back up on the Kane conversation, here's my quick wrap up on the team. Uh, They did what they had to do in, in taking care of their lesser opponents with the schedule that they have. Like you said, they started off with a, the first of three games against the Tampa Bay Lightning starting on Thursday this week. And we all know what happened down there in Tampa to start the season. Tampa blew them out of the water. So uh, the Hawks have their work cut out for them. Of course, they faced Florida again multiple times uh, this month. Now we're entering the month of March. Of course, you face the Dallas Stars again. You swept them in Dallas early last month, but it's going to be a total different story. But here's hope. Uh, for you Hawks fans. The power plays in the top three in the National Hockey League right now. The penalty kill still has some work to do, but you have to be encouraged by, by that. And you're getting great goaltending by Kevin it and Malcolm Subban. Yes, it wasn't all his fault on Saturday night in that first loss to the Detroit. But he came up big on on th- last Thursday uh, um, with a shutout against Columbus. So uh, you're getting some consistent goaltending, and there are signs pointing to the Hawks Uh, being a competitive team. Now, they're in third place, as I mentioned, in the Central Division with the realignment for this year, as you mentioned. The top four teams in each division will make the playoffs. Right now, the Hawks are sitting third in their division. Can they keep this up? I believe they can, but we're going to see what this team is really made of as they face better competition.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they had, like, one of the easiest schedules in the in the NHL. Now they're going to be going into the hardest part of their schedule, like you said, with the teams you mentioned. So we're going to mm-hmm. see what this team's made of. I mean, look, if they could just – if they could get, like, not get swept by Tampa, you know, at least mm-hmm. split split those series, I think they'll – you know as a Hawks fan, you'll be – Yeah, pick up points. Yeah, just pick up some points and, you know, against both Tampa and Florida – You'll be in pretty good shape. I mean, I think you want to keep the keep it up. You know, this fact the way everything's the format's set up for this year. So, I, I think you'll be really pretty good if you're a Hawks fan, and you know, you'll you'll you'll, take, you'll just take the points. Just don't take your know, flat out loss. If you get at least a point in each of these games, mm-hmm. then you know you're you're in pretty good shape.
0: Yep, that's a good play and We'll see what happens. we going forward. And it and, we-
1: and you know what though, Sid? I'm always wondering, like, if only if only Taves was there. Yeah. This team would probably yeah. be a little bit better. I'm not saying that they would be a, you know, with the Panthers and, and Tampa, but mm-hmm. I, all, I, I'm, I can't help but wonder if Taze was healthy and he was playing, then, you know,
0: he'd be, be okay. yeah that's Yeah, that's kind of uh, what this cloud, uh, potential cloud will be hanging over this team should they fail to make the playoffs. Also, Andrew Shaw is, is – out with a concussion. Of course, he missed the majority of last year with the same injury. So you wonder if those two guys were healthy, the Hawks would be a better, slightly a better team. But as Jeremy Carlton, the head coach, says, you know, you gotta roll with the truth that you have. So and, and they've been doing that so far. So we'll see what happens with them. Now back to Patrick Kane, Lakina. Even though I don't tell it too much on this show, um, factually speaking, I was born in nineteen eighty <clears throat> You were born a year later, <clears throat> but, but, but I, uh, where does Patrick Kane in your mind uh, rank among some of the best Chicago athletes you've, you've seen with your own two eyes ever since you've been born? I'll, 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 I'll say this before, uh, before you comment. Okay. We're going to put Michael Jordan in that team picture already. We're going to put Walter Payton in that team picture already. Those two are already on the list. Where does Patrick Kane rank as far as the best chicago athletes you've ever seen
1: oh he's in it he's in the team picture too i think the fact that you know we 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 told we told you guys about all his accomplishments he's you know all the stuff he's already accomplished and you know he's got three Stanley cups you know was a big building block for those and some of the other you know being an ambassador too for to get more americans you know playing hockey i think you know i think he's definitely right there in that team picture for some of the best you are know, so the best Chicago athlete that I've seen since I was born. I mean, look, I was look. I remember watching those early '90s, those late '80s Blackhawks teams when you know they all, you know, you couldn't you know watch the home games. You know, I yes, mm-hmm. I yes, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really my age too much, but I remember when you know, the, old, <laughs> the old the old Chicago Sports Channel that they, they only showed the road uh, Blackhawks games because yes. of you know yes. all some other stuff we won't get into. But uh, I mean, look, I dollar remember, bill
0: worked had a lot to do with that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and um, R.I.P. <laughs> yes, yes, you know, may you know, may rest in peace. Absolutely, but um, look, I remember I watched you know Dennis Sabard and those guys you know playing, and you know I, I feel like you know I think he's definitely right there in the you know catering. I mean, is right there in a the team picture as probably one of the best Chicago athletes to ever you know to ever play here in Chicago. I think. You know everything he's accomplished. We've mentioned him many times. You know he's got three Stanley Cups, like I said. And you know I think you know the fact that the fact that people know. Look, I I have nephews who have never watched a game, a lick of hockey in their lives. When Caner came mm-hmm. along and Taves, you know they they especially when the Blackhawks started winning, I think that's when everybody started watching mm-hmm. hockey here at Chicago. So that's sort of you know to me, I think that definitely helps him get him in the team picture because of the fact that he was able to get folks that don't usually watch hockey getting into it. So I think Kaner is definitely right there in the team picture as one of the top Chicago athletes, you know, of all time.
0: Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Lakina. I'll throw out some names for you over the last 40 years <clears throat> to my <laughs> real age on the show, even I was 20. <laughs> um, um, I'll, I'll throw out some, uh, a couple of names for you as far as the, one of the, is Patrick Kane better than these couple of names I'm going to throw out at you as far as, best chicago athletes over the past 35 40 years brian urlacher
1: yeah i think uh
0: well, you think he ranks above urlacher
1: uh i think he's right there i think he's right there at that, that level
0: i know some people will say yes because kane has three stanley cup championships brian urlacher doesn't have a championship on his resume but he did uh play in the super bowl so i i can see why people rank kane above urlacher uh, you know, people have their own opinions, but uh, you you make a good case right there. Frank Thomas.
1: Oh, another tough one. Um, ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I, oh, gosh, that's a that's another tough one. Um, I think he's, ooh, shoot. Uh, he has, you know, look, Frank's got an MVP. That's something that Kanter does not have. Mm-hmm. You know, he has an MVP. Um, ooh, boy, well, I, I think.
0: Frank I, Thomas does has have a World Series ring, even though he missed half the year. Yeah, I'm about to
1: say, yeah. But yeah, I think that's gonna be the thing that's gonna be in the knock on him is that he wasn't there for a for most of it. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, got they got division, got a couple of division titles, you know, he was a mm-hmm. part of those, but
0: I think he, he should have won M V P in two thousand, yes, but he that's,
1: that's another that's another sort of another Thomas. Yeah, I'm about to say that's another sort of another pod. But I think he's mm-hmm. right. I think he's right there. I think is right there, I think, with Big with Frank
0: sammy sosa
1: oh he's above him i, th- I think US, okay. yeah i think he's above him feel you know, for other you know other things but yeah but i think he's right there above sammy
0: andre dawson
1: Ooh, another tough one um one mvp you know he probably they should have got a chance to play in the world series but again that's another story for another episode but um also, I think he's right. He's right there. I think that they're, they're right there with each other. Mm-hmm. Just because I think for what for what on um, for what the hawk did for Chicago, I'm talking about Andre Dawson. I mean, not not the black hawk, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> S-
0: Scotty Pippen. I think this is the biggest one right here.
1: Oh, P- I think Pipps ahead of Caner. Uh, I think.
0: Okay, is this just strictly because of championships? Or? No,
1: no. Uh, well, Other no, intangibles. Yeah, you know, it's the intangibles. I think he was a big look. Like, he was a big part of all six of those championships. Also, too, they were very close to advancing even after Jordan you know left a second time. So
0: yeah. All right. So what that's about, an interesting debate. What, what about you? In those names, I, for me personally, he's definitely in the top five for sure. Uh, you could debate some names, what well, he should be ahead of or behind. I'm with you as far as Erlacher. He'll be, he's slightly ahead of Erlacher because of the championships. Scotty Pippen, he's behind him, but part of it is because of the championships. But it, it it really comes down to this. Yes, I don't want to go too deep with this, but let's be honest here, Lakina, we're a real broadcaster from Chicago. It is a Hey, this is a Bears town first, whether people like it or not. It is a Bears town first. Then you can say Cubs second, Bulls third, Sox fourth, Hawks last. And so I think that really hurts Patrick Kane, even though they're the last – well, the Cubs were the last team to bring a pro championship here to Chicago, uh, the four major sports. But before then, the Hawks won their three championships even though the city was happy. Let's be honest here. Unfortunately, it's not a Blackhawks town first. This is a Bears town. I think that's what really hurts him because he could be above some of these other guys that the game of hockey was promoted more or the the people cared about the Hawks second or even third. But this is a Bears town first. It's a football town first, then a baseball town second. I think that's what really hurts him as far as, I think, in many people's eyes that he could be top two or top three. Like I said, he's in my top five of the one of the best chicago athletes uh that we've ever seen but he could be higher. but unfortunately the game of hockey they failed to promote themselves yeah and in this town is second or dead last in some people's minds
1: yeah and that's the unfortunate part.
0: all right let's move on lakina to the national football league Uh we have breaking news which broke on monday afternoon J.J. Watt, who was cut by the Houston Texans last month, has found a new home. He is now a member of the Arizona Cardinals. He signed a two-year, $31 million deal. $23 million of that is guaranteed. Lakina, I I was going through a text chain with some of our colleagues at War Media, in particular Kyle Means. He made a comment that Russell Wilson, who we talked about in our last episode, which uh, he's... Uh, he didn't call out as far as I uh, wanted to be traded, but if I wanted to be traded, one of those teams is the Chicago Bears. But uh, Kyle Maynes, our uh, colleague and editorial director of War Media, he said this, and I quote Russell Wilson should try to get out of the division now.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, and then there was, just, there was just a tweet that came out. Made the yeah, JJ Watt. You know, Chandler Jones' new teammate. They got Aaron Donald with the Rams. They got Nick Bosa. You know, hopefully he'll you know he'll be feel he'll better because he'll be rehabbing from you know that that pec, pec, pectoral muscle um injury last year. But uh, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm yeah. I yeah. I think yeah. I, I'm I'm sure you know Russell Wilson's probably calling his agent saying uh yeah um about me not wanting a trade. Uh, J.K. Watt, look, I know he's 30 he'll be 32 at the end of this month. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's still playing at a high level. And like we've been saying, the Cardinals, you know, they can always use pass rushers to help out with, you know, Jones and Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. So I think having him helps. And, I mean, ooh, yeah, that, that, that's going to be a tough division, no doubt. I mean, top to bottom, that division is really good. That's going to be a very competitive division next year. So, if I'm Russell Wolf, I'm probably saying, oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, hmm. Yeah, you might be calling somebody. <laughs> you, might be, you might be trying to call somebody.
0: Nothing is behind the scenes. But here's the thing, Lakina. Where does this, this leaves the Chicago Bears? Some people thought that J.J. Watt would come here because of his wife plays soccer on the Red Stars uh, during the summer. Uh-huh. And I get it from that angle. We talked about this before. But I didn't think the Bears had a realistic shot of, of getting J.J. Watt, even though the defense is still good on paper. We saw at the end of the season, Lakino. and even, excuse me, in, even in that playoff loss against the New Orleans Saints, that offense didn't help them out. So the defense broke, uh, a, a, a fell apart. Uh, probably it was due to head coaching as well. But, <laughs> you know, that defense can only carry that dead-ass offense for so long. And it's getting a year older. You, you have a couple of guys coming back next year, Eddie Goldman and Hakeem Hicks. Hopefully he starts a new season healthy. And you have Khalil Mack dealing with his issues, especially with his knee. <laughs> Where do the Bears go from here as far as getting younger and getting better on defense? Like I said, I didn't expect J.J. Watt to go here, so I'm not all that upset. I know some Bears fans are upset. That, well, we didn't get Watt. You really think that he was going to come here? Mm-hmm. The answer is No. And it's not going to happen, obviously.
1: Well, and, all, well, and like, like we've been saying, I mean, they didn't have a realistic shot. I know some people said, well, you know, they, they know I saw some people were trying to recruit him to come here. And like you said, mm-hmm. say, you know, Kalea, his, his wife, who was a very accomplished soccer player, plays for the Red Stars. You know, mm-hmm. like they, they didn't have the money either. Arizona has the money. And they, mm-hmm. a, and they got a young defense. The Bears don't have the money. The defense is getting older. <laughs> if you're, look, if you're JJ Watt, who are you going? And you may have, actually have a chance to go to the playoffs with the with the Cardinals. Yeah. So, I I don't know which, I don't know what the, what Bears fans were expecting. I mean, you know, honestly, I don't think I don't think he was gonna be. You know, I didn't think he was gonna come here. I didn't think I didn't think he was going to.
0: I didn't think so either, but. Uh, this Bears team must get better and younger. And <laughs> they're at a crossroads because, as we talked about many times on this show, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, both of them are uh, fighting to keep their jobs. Uh, Ain't not good enough. And what happened in the playoffs last season against New Orleans is not good enough either. So you're between a rock and a hard place. And this is what happens when you're in mediocrity. Uh, you don't know which direction to go which uh, you damn it if you do, damn it if you don't. So you, you're stuck mm-hmm. in the middle. So you're trying to fight your way out, and is what the Bears are facing right now.
1: Oh, yeah, no no doubt about it. And look, the Bears got their own problems, and they got bigger problems to, to, to deal with. They got bigger fish to fry. So you didn't get J.J. Watt, you weren't going to get him anyway. So, you know, let, let's just move on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of moving on, <laughs> We're, you're listening to Second City Sports so along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. Lakina, as, as we wrap up this first segment, we have a few minutes left. Uh, the Bulls uh, game against the Toronto Raptors was postponed on Sunday due to COVID issues with the Toronto Raptors organization. And their game against the different n- n- Nuggets w- was played last night. We'll review that game on Friday uh, for, for Saturday's podcast. Uh, uh, the terrible loss at home on Friday, uh, last Friday against the Phoenix Suns, the Suns came back to win one hundred six to ninety seven. Phoenix outscored the Bulls thirty two to sixteen in the fourth quarter. The Bulls were leading by fifteen uh, to begin the fourth quarter. Lakina, I don't know if you caught the comments of uh, Bulls head coach Billy Donovan. He said, uh, "I'm just paraphrasing. He was disappointed after the game, and rightfully so." Charge the culture and try to get the players within the right mindset as far as finishing games. We talked about it uh, throughout the season that this Bulls team needs to be consistent playing 48 minutes. They didn't do that on Friday, they lost to Phoenix, and they got to get that bad taste out of their mouths if they want uh, to take the next step as far as becoming a competitive team, becoming a playoff team.
1: Look, I thought that when I saw the game, I was actually shocked that the Bulls were up by that many points against a pretty good Phoenix team. So I was a little Mm -hmm. surprised that they were up, you know, they were up like that. But look, I mean, they're still learning how to, you know, they're still learning how to walk, as I heard somebody say. So I, okay, Mm -hmm. they, look, they, they lost against to a pretty, you lost, but you lost to a pretty good Suns team. And they're, they're in the top four in the West. So I'm not like, gonna, like, oh my God, they're not gonna freak out about it. Look, I mean, but I mean, again, you know, Look, they're, they're still learning, and look, they got to play games from start to finish. They're still learning mm-hmm. that, you know, I think Zach Levy was a little bit, you know, fatigued with everything that's going on with, you know, the All-Star games, you know, and mm-hmm. All-Star, like, you know, the, the pop and circumstance for the All-Star stuff. I think that was, you know, a little bit drained to because he didn't – he kind of looked like he was tired. But hopefully, you know, yeah. hopefully, hopefully on Monday he'll help, you know, he'll play – I'm sure, play. I'm sure he'll play, but I'm sure they'll bounce back against the Nuggets. I mean, the Nuggets are a seven seed right now, but it looks like they're starting to have issues with COVID, too. That's why the, the game against Toronto was postponed. So, mm-hmm. if, if you, look, if, you, if they can win, if they hopefully they, they beat the Nuggets, they'll beat the Nuggets, you know, and then we'll, we'll talk more about that. But, look, I mean, you know, they had their struggles. You know, Kobe White had his struggles, too. Mm-hmm. Now they're out of the playoff, you know, Race right now, but there's still only like a game out of the the fifth the fifth seed, and they were like a, mm-hmm. a half game out of a game and a half, I should oh a half game, I should say out of the eighth seed with the Hornets. But they're they're still right there. They probably they would be in the play in, you know, if the season ended today. But again, you're going to be you know having a, a tougher schedule at the you know, the second half of the season, so you try to get these wins now, and you know we'll we'll see. I mean, I'm sure they'll they'll, they'll bounce back, and I'm sure they'll be okay. <laughs>
0: Breaking down the box score from the Bulls lost last Friday, of course, Patrick Williams played 33 minutes. It only scored four points. As you mentioned, Kobe White scored 19, only one of six from three-point land. Zach Levine did his thing as usual, 24 points off of nine and 16 shooting. Thaddeus Young, who's been saying for the last week or so that this team needs to have confidence that they can go win, win every game. He scored 13 points off the bench and 22 minutes off a 6-11 of, six of 11 shooting. Luke Cornett chipped in with 11 so I, uh, I, I'll i say this again, Lakeena, you have Zach Levine and you have Kobe White, who you know, scores are streaky, but who's going to be that third guy who's going to help out? Will it be Wendell Carter Jr., who only scored two points in that last game? Uh, Gary Temple has been a surprise this year. So uh, who's going to be that consistent third guy to help out on, on team? You notice I didn't mention Laurie Marketing. If he comes back, it'll be a surprise. This team is actually playing better without him right now.
1: Oh yeah, they they definitely look better without him, and I think I think Coach Donovan knows that. I mean, look, Wendell. Well, look, Wendell had his struggles against against Aiden. Look, Aiden's like seven, like two, so he has that effect mm-hmm. on a lot of people. But look, i I think somebody needs to step up and be that third guy, especially if Laurie, you know, isn't is gone by the time you know after the trade deadline. <laughs> Yeah, will it be Carter Jr.? Will it be P. Will? Will it be Thad Young? You know, so maybe if he's still here, if he doesn't get traded. So somebody needs to sort of step up and be sort of like that third guy to help out Levine, to help out Kobe White. You know, you need three stars too, you know, to kind of, you know, get you facilitating that offense. So I'm I'm, I'm interested to see what they do here. I think, look, I, I trust Billy Donovan. I think he's going to figure it out. And hopefully they'll be able to sell.
0: Yeah, like you said, they're right there as far as the playoffs are concerned. It's a long way from being done, and this team has a chance to sneak in the playoffs, but they just have to play more consistent. Lakina, what were some of the best moments or some of the best games that you witnessed throughout this last past weekend in the National Basketball Association?
1: There were a lot, but um, I gotta say the Mavs, Mavs being the Nets, was somewhat impressive. I yes. Kinda, I kind of
0: a- Porzingis had a, the best game in the Mavs uniform. Yeah, uh, of but, course he's been injured half the time there, but he really showed out on Saturday last Saturday night. That, that was but, very impressive.
1: But I would also mention too that you know Kyrie's out, now, you know with so with shoulder surgery, mm-hmm. and also too KD still in the back yet. So I'm I'm kind of like I, I look I, I look I know the, a lot of Mavs fans you know will take the win, but let's remember too you didn't two of those you know the big three if you will for the Nets didn't play. So you know I'm kind of like I kind of I kind of give like an asterisk on that. In that particular win, but look, if you're a you're, you're a Mavs fan, you'll you'll take it. You're right there at the edge, edge of the playoff chase. Um, the Lakers, I mean, I, you, know, you know, those you know they're in a sort of a mini two game winning streak. Okay. I mean, they looked really good against the Blazers. You know, they looked really good, you know, on Sunday night against the the Warriors. And look, I, I think I think having pittish Schroeder back, I think that definitely helps. You know LeBron because LeBron doesn't have to do it all by himself because remember he's he's thirty six years old folks and you know he can't do it by himself <laughs> all the time you know but look yeah look, look I mean you know well more had a uh, had a nice had a nice showing with thirteen points Um Kyle Kuzma did what he needed to do and. You know, I think they're getting some contributions. We'll see what they do. I mean, like I said, having Schroeder back, I think, definitely helps him, helps LeBron. I mean, to kind of, like, feel like he does not have to be the guy all the time. And, you know, also the bench is starting to help out a little bit. kuza you know, contributed. Also Caruso and Horton Tucker. So, in that, especially in that game against the Warriors. So, I, I got to think that the, the Lakers look really good. You know, I think they're starting to kind of – I'm not saying they're turning the corner, but at the very least, they're sort of, you know, I think they're kind of, like, meshing finally. You know, maybe they'll maybe they'll, they'll probably do a little bit better until AD is able to come back. Um, the Wizards-Celtics game on Sunday was probably the strangest ending you'll probably ever see to a basketball game. <laughs> that was just odd to me. I mean, you know, the Wizards were up big, but then the Celtics came back, and there was a call against Beale and then – Feel you know missed a, a shot he was double t but he had the look so mm-hmm. i mean that that you know that that's probably a loss that i'm sure the wizards would love to have back um the knicks i mean you know the knicks have you know they've won three in a row i mean they look really good i mean d derrick Rose, and
0: julius rando I mean, look I'm, out
1: <laughs> i mean i'm hoping they'll still have their legs up by the end of the season because we we in chicago know how that is so but more power to <laughs> no Tibbs no and the Knicks. We'll see if they can still keep it up. I mean, our girl, Alana Tucker, I'm sure she's happy that the Heat, you know, they just won on Sunday. They've won six in a row. So they looked really good. I mean, you know, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy Butler is doing his thing. And Bam out of bio, you know, has been doing his his thing too. So they've won six in a row. They're in the five seed in the East right now. I mean, there have been some pretty impressive performances. I mean, Probably one of the weirdest things I saw over the weekend was, I guess, like the the Thunder had to change their uniforms because, I guess, their uniforms and the Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, I should say, uniforms, they all look alike. (laughs) I guess they had to change their road. I mean, their home jerseys, which I don't understand why. They don't do that anyway, but that's a whole other thing. But that's probably the weirdest thing I saw over the weekend. But what about you?
0: Of course, you have to give it up to the Lakers. It seems like they had their game together. Of course, uh, Portland was the better opponent on Friday, even though the Lakers came back and won. The, the Lakers took care of the Warriors uh, on Sunday. And so it looks like everything's back on track for now as the first half of the season winds down. I want to focus in on the Boston Celtics. They're back at 500 as of this recording. That's 17 and 17. You mentioned uh, about the Wizards game on Sunday. Jason Tatum had an outstanding performance. Of course, Boston uh, took care of business last Friday against Indiana. Kim Walker it looks like he's starting to get his game back. He scored 32 points in that game. Jason Tatum, hopefully you can have a healthy Kimball Walker. Stay healthy and stay consistent. That's going to be a dangerous team. You also have uh, Jalen Brown as an all-star as well. And you have Marcus Smart. So uh, hopefully Boston can start to turn around and maybe take some of the heat off of Brad Stevens because I know people want him fired for the last couple of weeks. Uh as of right now, the answer is no. But we still have the second half of the season to go there. So I'm, I'm looking at the Boston Celtics. Of course, the Phoenix Suns. We we knew uh, we we knew what they did on Friday here in Chicago against the Bulls. Uh, of course, Sunday's action. I want to focus in on the Sacramento Kings. Uh, they lost at the buzzer to the Charlotte Hornets, 127-126. P.J. Washington had a career high 42 points. Harrison Barnes led. The Sacramento Kings with 28, but the Sacramento Kings missed five free throws uh, yeah. under the last minute and a half. And of course, Buddy Hill. Congratulations to him. He becomes the fastest player to um, to hit um, a thousand three ball. Uh, no, a, 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 a
1: thousand three pointers. Three pointers. Um, less, thousand three pointers uh, less for his
0: games. career. Congrats yep. to him. Yeah, and. Uh, Sacramento is one of these young teams. They have the talent. Uh, trace Taliburn, watch out for him. Too bad he's not in the Bulls uniform, but that's a whole other issue. But <laughs> but uh, they, they have a young and exciting team. But you see, with all young teams, especially in basketball, you got to learn how to win. And that game on Sunday is one of those games that you had to go back and look at the tape and say, uh, this is what to do, this is what not to do in close games. You had to mature, mature and grow and and. Get better in those situations, as I said before a few weeks ago. The King of Charlotte, I know not too many people are talking about them, but these are one of the teams that people are better watch. I'm not saying they're going to win the championship or anything like that, but Lamella Ball is impressive. Gordon Hayward is there, and so Charlotte is not a bad team. They still have a little bit of ways to go as well, but don't sleep on them. Though this is not the team of a few years ago with Campbell Walker now. Jefferson uh, hanging on for dear life. So those and Michael Kidd uh, Gilchrist. Those are not those bad mediocre teams. Uh, Charlotte is fun to watch. And like I said, LaMilla Ball is, 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 I'm sure, is your front runner for rookie of the year.
1: I mean, I saw that game against the Kings, and you know, via my laptop. Um, you know, Malik Monk. <laughs> Malik Monk had to add one to you know about a second and a half left. The mm-hmm. and like you said said i mean they the Kings kind of remind me of the, of the bulls in a lot of ways because they're a young mm-hmm. team there's a lot of talent there but there's just they're just learning how to win and those are the kind of games that you like you said Sid, it's gonna like you could look at yourself and think like oh darn it darn it why why did we blow that lead but you know it is what it is like i guess like you said you know healed you know the fastest to get to a thousand threes only only did it 350 games you know just 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 stunning to me um but there's a lot of talent there with the Kings. I mean, they basically kind of like wiped everything clean and started over. And look, they're kind of creeping up there. It's probably going to take them another year or two to kind of be right there in the West, especially since mm-hmm. the West is so so loaded right now. But um, look, I'm sure they'll they'll get together. Of, you know, get a couple of you know sort of you know superstars to get mm-hmm. to Sacramento, and hopefully they'll get together. But I think one more team I gotta say though that is impressive to me is the Bucks. Yes, they've won, they've won five in a row. You know, including the win on Sunday night against the uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon, I should say, against the Clippers. You know, where the Clippers actually had a, a big lead. You know, and then they they lost the lead, and you know, Giannis, you know, showed you why he has two MVPs. You know, just looked really good, and they made you know they made some stops late too. I mean, yeah, you know, he let, he's let he, he's lead his team in points and rebounds for 14 straight games. That's like the third longest since the merger. Only Moses Malone and Karl Malone, no relation, have had longer streaks you know, in doing that. So, you know, congrats to him. And, you know, he's putting himself back in the MVP conversation and the Bucks are, you know, back into the, you know, the, the Easter conversation.
0: Yes, after losing five in a row, they're currently on the five-game winning streak. I did see the – catch the ending of that game. Of course, the Clippers scored their last bucket with four minutes left to go in regulation. Of course, they never scored again. Like you mentioned, Giannis had 17 big points in that fourth quarter and uh the Bucks did what they had to do i'm putting them you know lakina i'm putting them in the same category as the utah Jazz. you're mm-hmm. a great regular season team more so milwaukee because they've been on the edge of reaching the finals with the Giannis in this group they mm-hmm. haven't done so yet but I'm, I'm putting the pressure on milwaukee you're okay. a great regular season team but you don't have the toughness in the playoffs i'll say that again you're a great regular season team but you don't bring it during the playoffs and I'll keep asking this again. Chris Middleton is a nice player, but he's not your number two. Drew Holiday, who just, who just made his comeback from from his injuries, uh, he was a nice addition. We talked about it before the season, Lakina. Like, you know, he's going to help yep. them out. But what else uh, do you have? So I, Milwaukee, in, Milwaukee, they still a question mark to me. Me personally, I think they need to switch to head coach and Mike Boonholzer. Uh, he's a good coach. I know he's a great Popovich protege, but he this coach fails to make a, make, make adjustments. And if that happens again this year, even though it's a tougher Eastern Conference lease through the first three, four teams, uh, it, it'll be time for a change at the head spot. But we'll see what happens. But you have to give Milwaukee credit right now. But I'm waiting for them to show up in the playoffs. Just wait me up winning when, when if that happens.
1: Same thing with Utah. I said it before about Utah too. Mm-hmm. Look, look, let them get their accolades, let them get, you know, the, you know, the the you know, the talked about a lot in the top stories on various mm-hmm. sports shows and whatnot, but do it in the playoffs. That's the key. Mm-hmm. Do it in the playoffs. It doesn't mean anything unless you can do this type of thing in the playoffs. So who who knows what that'll do? Cause we know where things happen. We saw it in the bubble, you know, the last mm-hmm. fall. Just
0: saying. Speaking of doing things, we're going to take this 20-second timeout as you're listening to Second City Sports, along with Lakeena McGee, I am Cindy Brown. On the flip side, we'll tell you the games to watch for this week for the NBA as the first half nears to a close because it'll be All-Star Weekend next weekend in Atlanta. Also, we are to talk about college basketball both locally and nationally. And there's some news as far as television viewers are concerned next season in the national football league and i'll have a fun topic for those of you that are our age and slightly younger and older uh you'll relate to this one whether you want to hear it or not all of that and so much more you're listening to second city sports welcome back to second city sports zoom style zoom style Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at Sidkid80. Once again at Sidkid80. That's S I D K I D eight zero. That's S I D K I D eight zero.
1: You follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina McGee on the IG.
0: You can go to our website, weareregalradio.com, for more information. That's W-E-A-R-E-R-E-G-A-L, radio.com. And you can follow this podcast, Second City Sports, along with our other podcast programming from War media, media by simply going to War on Anchor in your search engine boxes on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Just type in that search engine box, W-A-R-R, on Anchor. Also, we're on YouTube, a.k.a. AKA youtube oh three two one we're also on the tube aka youtube at war media once again at war media you can only listen to us but watch us do our thing live as i take a bow thank you for your support in advance
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we are live folks yeah as you can tell by (laughs) the tongue twister there like share subscribe and tell uh, tell your friends
0: Yes, as we pick up on our NBA discussion, Lakina. As we, I mentioned before, we took our quick break. Uh, the first half of the season will be winding down down on Thursday. As we'll give you a to watch uh, between now and Thursday. Well, let's start out with the schedule for tonight, which which will be Tuesday, March the second. Lakina. First game of the TNT doubleheader will feature the Los Angeles Clippers as they continue their road trip. He's supposed to they'll take on the Boston Celtics at TD uh, Bank Garden, And, of course, wrapping up the night will be the Phoenix Suns travel to Los Angeles to take on the Lakers at Staples Center at 9 o'clock p.m. Chicago time.
1: Should be, it should be some fun games, both those games. The other game I'm looking forward to is the one a little earlier than that, about an hour early, about 8 o'clock. Milwaukee, as they host the Nuggets, that should be a lot of fun. Giannis mm-hmm. versus Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, that should be a, a lot of fun. I am surprised that was not not nationally televised, but you know, you can could, you could, you could check it out on other platforms on the you know, NBA League Pass and all that. So mm-hmm. it could be a fun game. Also, Nixon Spurs. your should, computer. Yeah, <laughs> your laptop, exactly, or whatever device. Gear your television. Is. Exact. whatever device you're, you're watching or listening from. Also, yes. to the Knicks and the Spurs. That should be a fun one, too, at 7.30. That should be a good one.
0: Yes, yeah, so let's uh, sw- switch over to Wednesday, which will be tomorrow, if you listen to this podcast, which we be so many of you are on a Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> Wednesday's action, which will be tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Chicago time. This is game one of the ESPN Wednesday doubleheader. It's the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Houston Rockets. Uh James Harden's return to Houston. Will Kevin Durant and or Kyrie join him? We don't know, but we know that James Harden would show up. We'll see how many points will he drop on the Houston Rockets. Do you, I smell a fifty piece, or do you think I'm exaggerating?
1: Oh no, I'm going to be surprised if he gets a fifty. I wouldn't be surprised, especially against I guess because it's a Houston team that's clearly tanking. So yeah, they'll will probably be a thirty forty point you know deficit. Excuse me, deficit. So. I'm sure he'll he'll probably if he does return. I'm sure he'll return, you know, in style.
0: And wrapping up the ESPN Wednesday night double header at nine o'clock Chicago time will be the Golden State Warriors at the Portland Trailblazers. Steph Curry versus Damian Lillard. That should be a whole lot of fun. It will be a whole lot of fun.
1: Oh, no, Don, the game itself should be a lot of fun, too. Also, the Bulls and the Pelicans, that's going to be their last game. The Bulls, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. until after the All-Star breaks, that should be a fun one there. Um, they split their season series so far, so let's see how they do within this game. Should be a should be very interesting.
0: Yep, and at 6 o'clock, Chicago time, the Utah Jazz would travel to Philadelphia to take on the 76ers at Wells Fargo Center. Of course, Philadelphia's trying to hold on to that top spot in the East. Uh, Utah has been on the roll for the last month. They they have 27 wins and seven losses, so that game should be competitive as well. Wrapping up the first half of the NBA season on Thursday, you will have these key games as follows. At 6 p.m. Chicago time, you'll have Toronto at Boston to take on the Celtics, the rematch of last year's playoffs. And also at 7 p.m. you'll have the different Nuggets as they continue on their East Coast road trip. They'll take on the Pacers, Indian, Indian, Indianapolis Pacers at Bankers Light Fieldhouse. And of course at 7.30 you'll have the Miami Heat at the New Orleans Pelicans. Of course followed by 8 o'clock by the Oklahoma City Thunder at the surprising San Antonio Spurs. And of course at 9 p.m. you'll have the Golden State Warriors at the Phoenix Suns,
1: and also too should be a should be a lot of fun. Um, the the Clippers and the Wizards. I mean, the Wizards have been playing well lately. You know, Russell Westbrook against Kawhi Leonard. That should be a that should be interesting one in in that front. I mean, the Wizards have actually been giving teams fits lately. So we'll see how that mm-hmm. goes. So some great games to finish up the first half of the NBA season.
0: Yes, and it should be a whole lot of fun, and we'll have more. Uh, on those games and preview, which will be now an All-Star Weekend in Atlanta on our next episode for the weekend edition of Second City Sports. Let's move on to college basketball. Lakina. let's start out locally. Uh, the final line, they'll, they are still ranked fifth in the nation as they won their last two games against Nebraska and last Saturday against Wisconsin as they are doing it without their star point guard, Ayo, uh, the sumo or as I call him, on this show, <laughs> <laughs> I watched the majority of that game. Laquina, Illinois took control of this game on the road at Wisconsin early, but they almost blew it down the stretch. Uh, they made some key free throws to E. Got a 74 69 win. Demonte Williams led the line with 24 points, four rebounds, and four. assists. says Trice, which may be his last game at uh, the Cole Center in Wisconsin and Madison. He scored as I straightened out my computer. He scored 29 points. Mm-hmm. He had about three three-point field goals within the last 30 seconds. Uh, that young man put on a performance and almost pulled out the victory. It was for uh, the Alina hitting their free throws down the stretch.
1: Yeah, Trice is a really great player, and you know, with the, with the NCAA game, you know, letting you know their athletes have an extra year of eligibility. So. He actually is mm-hmm. a fifth-year guy, so he can actually come back for his sixth year if he wants. You know, a couple of players yeah. have already said that they would come back, so we'll see what he does. You know, he's been you know a great asset, kind of keeping Wisconsin afloat aflo- since they've had their struggles the last two weeks. The Badgers have, but you know, look, it was a nice one for Illinois, and you know they hung on. So I'm sure. Look, you know, look, we saw Brand Brandon reaction. You look, look, you know, the Big Ten, you know, top to bottom mm-hmm. is probably one is probably one of the best conferences, if not the best conference in the country. So
0: yeah.
1: you know. It's, look, you're going to have a fight every every game just about, so it's 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 fine.
0: Yeah, and going deeper into the box score for the Illini, uh, Kofi Coburn of uh, the Jamaican sensation, led the Illini. He had, excuse me as we turn that sound down.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I hate these computers, but anyway. <laughs> uh, Kofi Coburn had 19 points for the, for the Illini. Uh, off of 7-13 shooting. They were really going to him early. He, he established himself. Wisconsin had no answer for him. As I mentioned, Williams had 12, Demonte Williams had 12 points for the Illini. Trent Frazier struggled. He only had six points in 35 minutes off of one and 3 shooting, but Corbello had 17 points for the Illini off the bench. Now, they got away with not having that much uh, bench production in the absence of the but it was an important win against a better team. We all uh, looked at the game uh, um, a couple of days b- uh, uh, before against Nebraska, which is a lesser opponent. But yeah. I'm imp- I was impressed by the Illini's, uh win on the road at, at Wisconsin uh, uh, last Saturday. Of course, you're listening to this podcast on a Tuesday. They'll, they'll face Michigan tonight. I think it's going to be a, a different result. But with that being said, you have to be impressed with the Illini uh, not feeling sorry for themselves winning their last two games. Uh, followed the, the sumo injury.
1: Yeah, I mean, they they, they show that there's a lot of depth in this Illini team, which is fantastic mm-hmm. because they're going to need that depth because they're going to be free Michigan. Yes. And that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be an ESPN game. I'm looking forward to it. And I can't wait. It's, to, it's look, it's probably going to be for the, the no one seeing the Big Ten tournament next week. So, I'm looking yes. forward to it. This is going to be a whole lot of fun. Some of my, my games from myself from this past weekend, Kansas is like, hey, you know, don't forget about us. You know, they upset Yes. Us um Macy you know 18 points you know he's been playing better lately for the jayhawks and look the jayhawks you know this might not be the most talented you know blue chip you know team but you know what and, you know, they looked they've been looking really good lately you know, they're getting a lot of you know more depth you know they're getting you know, a lot of pressure you know t's been playing well you know their centers have been playing well too so look kansas gets sort of like look will they make a deep run who knows, but
0: look, Kansas is kind of showing you why they're still Kansas. Yeah, as we mentioned, Bill Self, the head co- veteran head coach down there in Manhattan, Kansas, they struggled coming out of the game uh, due to obvious reasons uh, because of their talent, of course, de- dealing with COVID issues, but it looks like they got back on track. Baylor has been up there all year, but Kansas is uh, one of those teams. It's not as dominant as it has been in years past, but uh, I, I wouldn't uh, Sleep past them. They can definitely make some noise in the tournament coming up.
1: Absolutely, and of course, you know Cade Cunningham is a name, a top NBA prospect name that's you know people are watching out for for him. He had forty points as the OK State upset Oklahoma in overtime you know, down in Norman and uh, that that's you know, look, I think he's been, you know, pl- you know, playing very well in OK State so could probably perhaps be a tough out for somebody, you know, once you know everything, you know, sort of sorts stuff out and then they, they can make the tournament. But OK State mm-hmm. look pretty good.
0: Yep, they are pretty good. And speaking of the fighting line, I, as we go back locally for a moment, uh, their their opponent tonight will be the Michigan Wolverines, Rings, the third ranked Wolverines. Rings. Uh they defeated Indiana 7357 uh, the Wolverines had no problem. Franz Wagner had 21.6 rebounds in the one, as well. Ray Thompson led the Hoosiers with 11. Lakeena, as you mentioned, Michigan is on a roll right now. I think they won the last four or five games. And so Juwan Howard, uh, Chicago's very young, has that team uh, on a roll. And w- will they have a number one overall seed? That remains a question. But they're definitely a top three, top four team in the country.
1: Oh, absolutely. They're definitely gonna be right there. And we'll pass those number one seeds. Um, Texas and Texas Tech. Yo, know, Tech gets the best of Texas in that matchup. North Carolina's another team has been playing very well. I mean, Ra-Kwong... I told you
0: to watch out for this game. They started off slow, but they come back from 60 points to pick up an eight point win seventy-eight to seventy. Walker Kessler had yes. twenty points. Uh, he was huge. Uh, Florida State had no answer for him down the stretch. They were outscored by the Carolina Blue, 49-29 to 29, uh, in the second half.
1: And also, too, congrats to World Wheels. Got his 900 win, the quickest coach to, to do so yeah. in the fewest games. So props to him. And it looks like maybe, look, North Carolina is sort of like, hey, you know what, don't forget about us either. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we, like he'll be the first to tell you that this is probably not – this is probably the youngest, one of the youngest teams that he's had to coach. But they're playing better at the right time, so – You know, congrats to to them. It looks like the Tar Heels might have something to say, you know, in the ACC.
0: Yeah, they've been playing well as of, late these last few weeks.
1: Going into the Sunday matchups, um, Iowa got a big win, 16 points, you know, victory over Ohio State. You know, Luca Garza had 24 points. And they actually lost one of their top three-point shoes. So, the fact, you know, Jeff Inch to the rest of the season. So, the fact that they were able Mm -hmm. to actually, you know, shoot, they actually shot well from three. So, you know, I I, I think Luka Garza is showing you why he's one of the top players in the country and one of the finalists for player of the year. They're three-point shooting, you know, 10, you know, they're 10 for 24, but he made enough of the, sort of took the team on his back, and we'll see if that that can last, trying to go deep into the tournament, but look, Luka Garza is showing you why he's one of the top players in the country.
0: Yep, and also two from Sunday's action, Bala upset number eight Villanova. Seventy-three to sixty-one. Jeremiah Robinson, uh, only player that really showed up for Villanova, scored sixteen points but grabbed sixteen rebounds. But well, Chuck Harris was the story for the Bulldogs. He scored twenty points and grabbed five rebounds, and also to Number eight, no, sorry, number twelve. The Houston Cougars had no problem taking care of South Florida, ninety-eight to fifty-two.
1: Going back to that Villanova game for a second, they were they were just brutal from three, two for twenty-seven. Mm-hmm which is, like, the worst since, you know, the Jay Wright era started all the way back in the early 2000s, so... uh mm-hmm definitely safe to say they're going to be practicing there for their three-point shooting. I'm, I'm gonna, going to go on a limb there as they get into the biggest <laughs> Just going, going on, on a limb there, but I'm just saying. But also, too, look, Maryland had a nice win against Michigan State, sort of, you know, kind of, you know, playing to the top. At least for now, they're turning chances, sparring chances, but Maryland looked really good. Eric Ayala, uh, I, 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 I can't pronounce his name. Sorry, Eric, uh, 22 points in that front, in that you know, Joshua, only 12 in a losing cause for Michigan State. These are these are kind of losses that might come back to bite you in the butt if you're if you're smarty. So especially you're going to got a couple of weeks left in the season. So, my gosh, it's going to be, going to be very interesting in that um, in that sense. Some of the some of the games to look out for tonight. Another top five matchup here in the Big Bay 12. Baylor hoping to bounce back for that loss to Kansas. They go at West Virginia. Morgantown. That should be a lot of that should be a lot of fun there. Um, TCU. Against Texas, Tech. that should be another good one. Wisconsin and Purdue, that should be a fun one
0: too. Yeah, big game for both teams.
1: Indiana, Indiana, Michigan State as well. So this could be, this could probably be like an eliminator for a bubble. This could be a bubble eliminator yeah. too with those teams. So, yeah. So also,
0: yeah, go ahead, Lagina.
1: No, 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 no. You know, you go ahead. I'm going to Wednesday. Okay,
0: uh, a couple of games for for, for Wednesday. Uh, Louisville will travel to, to uh, Blacksburg, Virginia, to face the number 22 ranked Virginia Tech Hogies That should be a whole lot of fun. is looking forward to bouncing back against as number 10 will face number 14. They'll be on FS1 at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And at 8 o'clock on Wednesday, the number 19 ranked San Diego State Aztecs will travel to Vegas to take on UNLV.
1: Oh, always a fun one. There, San Diego State trying to keep their sort of keep the on the on that side of the bubble. They'll they'll probably get it regardless. But I think if you're the Aztecs, you want to try and kind of get as many wins as you can. That Creighton Villanova. I mean, look, Villanova's going to want to bounce back from that their first meeting, which Creighton beat it pretty handily. Also, want to bounce back after not shooting the three point very well. I have a feeling that they're going to yeah. be they're going to do that a little bit better though on on Wednesday tomorrow night. I should say that should be an interesting one.
0: Mm-hmm. And wrapping up uh, the Thursday schedule, Michigan and Michigan will host Michigan State. That's at 6 o'clock on Thursday on ESPN Chicago time. At that same time on ESPN 2, number 17, Oklahoma State, the Cowboys will travel to Waco, Texas to face number three, Baylor.
1: Should be a fun one there. Um, TCO West Virginia should be a good one. some of these other games are, are kind of makeup games. You know, Texas, Oklahoma, that should be a fun one. Arizona mm-hmm. State at number 24, Colorado, that should be a fun one there. So as we're kind of going down to the wire in the regular season, you know, you got a lot of teams that are going to be jacking for, you know, positioning that bubble, especially since, you know, with everything going on, you know, some teams opting mm-hmm. out and conference opting out. So it's going to be a lot of openings. Also, to the Missouri Valley Conference tournament starts on tomorrow, I believe.
0: So, And speaking of the Missouri Valley Conference, before we move on to the next topic, congratulations to the Loyola Chicago Ramblers, their head coach, Porter Moser, and their whole program over there. Their basketball team swept the two-game series against Southern Illinois over the weekend to capture their regular season conference title. I believe it's their third in four years. So congratulations to that program. As we said, Lakina, the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament, uh, Stranger sure things have happened uh, throughout the years. There's so that one team that, that scares the top seed. So will that happen again this year? I would bet on it. I would say yes. But uh, Loyola, I, I'm pretty sure I'm 99.9% sure that they're in. They just got to make their tournament final. And, Drake, there's a team that you really got to worry about. All they have to do is make it to the final as well.
1: Oh yeah, I think like I said, I think if you both these teams make the final, I think they'll both get into the tournament. No matter who ends up winning it, you don't want to be, you know. A couple years back, we talked about it. You know, Illinois State, they got in. Mm-hmm. You know, when the top two seeds, you know, lost and like think like one of them lost like in the quarterfinal. And you know, uh, Illinois State was able to sneak in there and you know get to the tournament a couple of years back. So, like I said, mm-hmm. strange. We like we said, strange things happen in the Missouri Valley Conference tournament. So, if you're Loyola, if you're Drake, you don't want that. So, I would say try to get get into the uh, the final, and then you know you'll be you'll be sitting pretty. Mm-hmm.
0: You don't have to worry about having a um, FAFSA. <laughs> All right. You're listening to Second City Sports along with Laquina McInnes and Sydney Brown. As we wind down here, uh, Laquina, we have a, a, a few minutes left, but we have a couple of topics to go over. So let's go back to the National Football League. Uh, it looks like their TV contracts will be finalized between the league and the networks very soon. Of course, CBS, NBC, and Fox will re-up. It looks like Monday Night Football and ESPN looks like they'll be joined with ABC now. Looks like many, if not all, of those games will be simulcasted on NBC. But it looks like ABC may be producing the Thursday Night package. The reason why I say that because Amazon Prime uh, will will have the exclusive rights. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Exclusive rights uh, to show Thursday Night Football, but ABC it looks like they're going to produce it. which means that, like I mentioned, ABC, ESPN will produce it, even though they have competing apps there. And as we also mentioned before, uh, Fox will be entering their last two years of the five-year Thursday night football deal. So it will be 21 and 2022, and that will be it for Fox as far as Thursday night football is concerned. But they'll still be doing their uh, coverage for Sundays. Now, this also means as well that ABC, getting into that now for network rotation as far as broadcasting the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. ABC will now be a part of that, that Super Bowl rotation. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think this is a a nice deal for them. I think they've been trying to get into that Super Bowl rotation for like the last like decade. So, you know, props Mm -hmm. props to them and look, we'll see what, we'll see what they do. I think that I think they're going to try and get this announced, if not next, not this week, perhaps maybe next week. So we'll see like the final mm-hmm. what the numbers and whatnot. So, like you said, so you know, Amazon Prime will be the Thursday night, but it'll be produced on ABC. So don't be surprised if they put it on like one of their ABC um, stream you know platforms. You know whether it's um, mm-hmm. ABC, well, whether it's like ESPN two or ESPN News or ESPN U so that folks will be able to watch it if they don't have Amazon. Yeah. Prime. Most folks don't, and also too, you know, the ABC will be joining the Super Bowl rotation, and pretty much, like you said, pretty much everything else is going to be status quo. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. the, they'll probably have to bump up more money. I think they'll ask for like a hundred, hundred percent like raise, if you will. But everything will pretty much be status quo.
0: Yeah, and speaking of um platforms, likeina you know, inside the NFL, I don't know how how long you go back with this program, but I remember watching this program as a child. Of course, it was started in 1977, but I, uh, I didn't start watching it on a regular basis till the early and mid-'90s when it was on HBO. And of course, it moved to Showtime uh, uh, prior to the 2007 season. Now, inside the NFL, will not be seen much longer on your television screen. Their rap season wrap-up show, uh, which they showed the highlights of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win uh, this year's Super Bowl, that will be the last show. that will be aired on Showtime. The reason why I say that is because Inside the NFL will be seen on download platforms because of CBS's new Paramount app. And so, if you want to catch Inside the NFL, you'll be catching that exclusively on the CBS Paramount app starting next fall.
1: Yeah, nice little. Yeah, yeah I mean, look, I, I I watched it a little bit. You know, when we finally when we finally were able to get HBO, and of course now it's on, it's on Showtime. Mm-hmm. The last deck that's like like half a decade or four, 13 or fourteen years and it's definitely gonna be mm-hmm. the end of an era, but this is kind of where we're going to with you know going to these streaming platforms with some of these programming and content. So well, mm-hmm. I mean definitely gonna be the end of an era, but I'm I'm sure it'll be repeated. I'm sure they'll I'm sure it'll be shown somewhere in their CBS platforms too. So you know it might be their way to try to get more people to get the you know Paramount plus as it'll be now be known in next week. But and look, I mean, it, it's it's it's. I'm sure that you know NFL is probably going to try to you know go ahead, you know, be ahead of you know the streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. But also too, they know what the, they know what their bread and butter is. Is their it's network television. So mm-hmm. we're not going to see any like really big changes anytime soon.
0: And also too, Lakina, uh, we talk about this all the time, where the these networks are will showcase their ratings of how many people people watch this show or that show or. Uh, talking about sports, how many people watch this game via traditionally on their televisions at the same time? Well, do they count those uh, streaming services, those streaming platforms? Many of those cases, no. And case in point, uh, this year's Super Bowl, I believe it was 91 million people that watched it. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but with the streaming services, uh, it came closer to 96 million after the streaming services. So so these these networks will have to automatically count how many how many people are watching combined on live television and streaming at the same time because the way we consume content lakina as you well know as our listeners and viewers well know is very different it's not just sitting in front of your television anymore and i don't think every television still has a, a nielsen chip or whatever you want to call it a to box, count a it box, so a box yeah, a box. So, uh, you know, those that's where those streaming numbers really can kick in.
1: Yeah, and I think that's probably why I think networks are not looking at just the television, you know, boxes anymore because like you said, said so nobody has those boxes anymore, but just about every house now has a streaming box or a streaming device or a smart TV that has those streaming apps. Really. Look, my mom knows how to use one of the, use those things now. She's like the least, te- and she'll, be, she'll tell you that she's like the least tech savvy person you know <laughs> in the world. So, you know, but she look, she's adapting, you know, I'm sure others, you know, are in her age range are adapting as well. So I think, you know, look, get, get as much content as you can in as many places as you can. That's always been my, my mindset. And also,
0: too, we talked about this before, Lakina, cord cutting has been huge over the last yeah. few years, so uh, people are saving money right now, and uh, if you don't have to pay that much for streaming services, uh, people will get it. You see, starting to see it now with not just Netflix, but with Hulu, and uh, there's a other uh, a couple of other services. Uh, Prime. And there's a couple other two that I'm not thinking about right now, but if you, and YouTube is also in this as well. They still have under a hundred channels, but you get the majority of, of your channels. Cool uh, for yeah. Hulu's so uh, those options now. are yeah. out there. Yeah.
1: So definitely things are definitely changing and we're in twenty twenty one. We'll see how this is in about ten years. It'll probably be even even more, you know, once the TV contract, the NFL TV contract is up, we'll see how everything sort of transpires and will there be some any will be some major changes.
0: Yep. And before we get to our fun topic to close out the show, Lakina, let's stick with baseball for just a moment. Did you have, happen to catch any other uh, White Sox Brewers game from Sunday as the uh, White Sox open training with the 7 to 3 loss?
1: Yeah, I, so I saw a little bit of action. listened to something on the radio, listening to Lenny Casper calling a White Sox game. That's never going to be an adjustment. <laughs> No doubt, but look, he sounds great. He and, you know, DJ, like they're going to have a really good time together. And, look, I'm looking forward to seeing how this team, you know, how this team sort of meshes. I mean, look, you got, you got Tim Anderson saying that, Look, he's all in on Toyo La Russa. So if he's mm-hmm. all in on Toyo La Russa, I think White House fans should be too.
0: Yeah, I'll say this quickly. Even though the Sox lost their first game, I know the Cubs will start soon. Uh, Even though the Sox lost their first game, they had a couple of pitches out there that you probably won't see on the big league roster. Tony LaRusso, as we said before, he's going to see who can uh, uh, fit with the team and who doesn't. And so I know there were some fans that were upset on Sunday, but uh, this is what spring training is for. These games don't count. It's all about establishing habits, establishing a winning culture. You have to have a winning mindset. Everything starts from scratch. This is what it's all about. Do you hand out World Series trophies at the end of spring training? No, you don't. And we, I know this is a different sport, but in football, we've seen this in years Kenny. Like, you can have the greatest preseason ever and you come out flat for the regular <laughs> season. People can have mediocre preseasons and they have great years. So it's kind of the same thing with baseball to a certain extent. Remember, so I'm not – I wasn't – I didn't even react at all. I know I, I had a clip of Adam Engel's home run. But outside of that, it was nice to see baseball back on my television screen. But outside of that, I didn't care.
1: Right. It's all about player evaluation anyway. And, and remember, too, uh, Abreu is coming back from co- – is still recovering from COVID. So I think people mm-hmm. should kind of give him a break on that because, yes, he didn't look good yesterday, but come on now. Let, let's give him a mulligan. I mean – you know, he's yeah. so he's recovering from COVID. So look let's 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 give him a mulligan. And it's like you said it's spring training. Let's not take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Look, it's all about talent evaluations, you know, see how of course your stars look, but also tell us some of your younger guys look. You know, guys that are fighting for those, you know, last roster spots. So let's let's chill mm-hmm. out now. And I don't want let the Cubs start their spring training session against the, the the Padres. So I think folks should just, you know, be a little you know, mm-hmm. you guys know how spring training is, so let, let let's not you know, freak out because, you know, you don't see your favorite doesn't play well right away. I mean, the Cubs are going to be facing, you know, the Padres and also the Royals. You know, they've placed the Royals today. So let, let's let, let let's kind of give them a mulligan. Let's give these teams a mulligan here.
0: Exactly. Uh, you're listening to Second City Sports along with Lakina McGee. I am Cindy Brown as we wrap up today's show. Lakina, we have a, a few minutes left. Um, Let's end it on a high note. No pun intended. Let's go back down memory lane, shall we? Okay. Uh, That's what I did uh, on Saturday night and all day on Sunday. Uh Uh-oh. Is this like family-friendly
1: programming here? We got kids. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes, Um, yes. um, Watching old games from like the 90s or something like that.
0: No. It oh. was old programming, but it had nothing to do with sports. Is from what we do and from what I do, uh, usually uh, Sundays primarily, sometimes Saturdays, but mostly Sundays. I is only the free time that I do have. I know people binge watch uh, current TV shows and movies and whatnot. I truly was been watching a couple of old TV shows from the nineties. Uh oh. Yes, shows? I was born in nineteen. 19- yes. I was born in nineteen eighty, even though I'm 29. But, <laughs> but those of you that are older than us, maybe five years younger than us. Do you remember Lakina uh, those uh, of course saved by the bell? You know where I'm going said You know, Saved by the Bell set the tone for teen yep. comedies being shown on Saturday mornings. Okay. Right? Oh, they're, yeah, they're, totally. They are they're, they're the goat. Yes.
1: They're the goat. Oh yes.
0: Definitely set the tone uh, for
1: uh, um, full-length Saturday morning programming,
0: yeah. Exactly. Of course, we grew up in the 80s. We saw cartoons on all three networks, CBS, ABC, NBC. Of course, in the 90s, it was a shift for NBC. These are the couple of shows that I watched uh, Saturday night and uh, all day Sunday via the YouTube. Do you remember California Dreams? Oh, yeah. Great show. I was binge-watching that a little bit. And do you remember this was show was very underrated but it was very good. Do you remember City Guys?
1: Yeah, I loved City Guys.
0: C Y T Y U K C Y. can see why. These guys and neat guys. Call them streetwise. Love that show. Love that show. I was been watching those two shows. Actually, it was a third show that I started late last night. But this show only uh lasted for about 3 seasons. Do you remember um a show called One World? I do. It was set for those of you that don't know. You can watch this on YouTube, by the way. Uh, this show, One World, was set. The storyline was a it was a former baseball ball player. Him and his wife settled in Miami, and yep. they adopted six kids from various racial and ethnic backgrounds. And they learned to live together as a family. And they go through, and the kids go through their normal teenage issues and things along that line. I was like, I oh, I remember that program, but I didn't keep up with it long enough. So I said, let me watch every episode so I started watching that last night so I just wanted to say yours truly had the nostalgia of uh <laughs> I was in my late high school early college years at that time yours truly felt so good about watching those programs uh over the weekend and shout out to Lorena Costa I had a big crush on her Aww. on California dreams yours truly was excited and I just wanted to say during that era, it was, should they call it T N B C. Of course, they had mm-hmm. other shows like Hang Hang Time,
1: yeah. and of course,
0: Inside yeah. Stuff was in there as well. But I had a, such such great memories and nostalgia watching those three shows over the weekend. I will continue to watch those uh, going on. So you can watch those via the YouTube.
1: Good times, right? I mean, look, because yes. I got to recharge my laptop here, folks. Sorry about that. But, uh, I mean, uh, oh, my God. That was, like, my Saturday mornings. You know, all, I mean, you know, of course, "Stay by the mm-hmm. Bell is the gold. You know, it's, it's the top, you know, of all time. Mm-hmm. California Dreams is sort of like "Stay by the Bell for, like, the team band. Look, I had a, I, look, I had a big crush on Michael Cade. He played yeah. uh, he played uh, Sly. Still looks good, by the way, I have to say. I
0: follow so yes Sylvester, yes.
1: I, boom Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> still looks look still has a has he actually is doing real estate now which you know that, that's what a lot of actors who are not working anymore don't work much too. that's what he yeah, has is you know real mm-hmm. estate you know now he still looks fantastic by the way uh, if i do say so myself i follow him on instagram
0: uh he he he
1: still he still got it i'm gonna i'm gonna keep saying that he still got it um uh, but look i mean i like the fact that you know guys guys like him you know they they you know they play play around with it say look you know it was fun you know they, they love the nostalgia because you know, some some actors who who star in those type of shows want to get stay away from that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. look, you, you get guys like him. You know, they embrace it. Um, you know, I love City Guys, too. It was sort of an edgier, you know, teen, you know, comedy. Mm-hmm. They they did some heavy stuff too. I think that's what really, what really um separated them. One World, I remember. Yes. You know, I mean, I, 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 it kind of had its moments, but it got a little bit. But the big you know, shout out to Peter Angle, who kind of helped. You know, sort of you know. Deal, uh, break down those stereotypes i mean on that show the asian girl was actually the not so smart one and the brother was actually the, the super smart guy so yeah definitely broke the look you know that that's all peter angle i mean he said he wanted to kind of break those stereotypes i mean look at saved by the bell i mean lisa mm-hmm. Turtle was actually supposed to have been a, a jewish white girl so exactly and mm-hmm. you know our r.i.p to Dustin diamond you know you know god rest his soul i mean he definitely was sort of you know, he, he he ran he ran that, you know, that Saved by the Bell train as long as he could. The new class was, you know, it had his balls, but it wasn't that great, so. Yeah,
0: even know. though it lasted long, in terms of seasons, it lasted longer than the original cast. Yeah. Uh, or The original cast, of course, for, for those of you that may have forgotten or just don't know, Saved by the Bell was actually called Good Morning, Miss Bliss on the Disney yes. Channel in 89. Of course, that following follow was moved to NBC, of course, and the show took off from there. But uh, the new class, I'm not going to say I didn't like it, Lakina. Of course, of course, it was all new people coming in. But the first couple of years I watched it, and then it was like, uh, I know they brought back, like you mentioned, R.I.P. Screech to to keep that show relevant. They brought back Mr. Belden as well. He stayed there as a principal. But the first couple of years of that show, it was still okay, but they started having casting changes as well, and then it went down and it was like, Ugh.
1: Was I was surprised much. it lasted longer, than it did. Seven I know, right? To be exact. I know it was—it was just too much, right? I mean, I remember on um, the castle the casting director Eve Bernstein, I think, I think or Bernstein or some, some like that. You mm-hmm. know, she was the casting director for both the original and the new class, and she said, "Look, it was always mm-hmm. a problem because they couldn't find the right cast I mean, some weren't mm-hmm. as talented, some just didn't have the charisma like the original uh, folks. You know." And she said that was always a big problem, so they kept changing, mm-hmm. and it was just—it was just getting too much, I think, for a lot of us. And you know, like you said, said. I mean, it was just like kind of, you know they played they played play the screech and also Dennis Haskins you know Mr. Belding look good for him he played mm-hmm. that he wrote that right as long as he could yeah you know. <laughs> hey, hey look he's still acting by the way he's still he's still doing his thing I'm, I I saw him on one of the Netflix Netflix show. I forgot which one but I saw him one of those mm-hmm. trivia shows recently so he's he's still working so good for him but I mean look those were good times and you know Today's teenagers and you know young kids will not know how good we our generation had it when it came to mm-hmm. like Saturday morning shows, both both cartoon and full length. I mean, look, yes. you know, I remember the Bugs Bunny and you know the Smurfs and all those shows, and you know, oh, the Muppet Babies. I used to live. Look, yeah, that was yeah. one of the few times I actually grew up. I actually woke up early on a Saturday to watch the Muppet Babies. You know, you know, you had me when <laughs> I was getting up at seven thirty in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday mm-hmm. to watch the Muppet Babies. Come on now. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Also, we talked about not not to go back back uh, too much, but we talked about we uh, we talked about the passing of Don Cornelius. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, now, exactly a month ago. Now, uh, of course, uh, Channel Nine here in Chicago uh, Soul Train was on at eleven o'clock. And of course they had followed by the afternoon movie or bad cubs baseball they decided to play <laughs> in the afternoon uh of course uh band stayed with dick clark before they moved into syndication for the 87 88 television season yep. it was on 11 30 here in chicago on channel seven yep and so although uh, those were good times of course don't forget the now the wwe but they had the WWF day for a couple years in the mid to late 80s on cbs i was looking at some of that stuff over the weekend i was like man <laughs> and, uh, <woo. laughs> All the <laughs> stuff we watched on Saturday mornings, of course, Ken Play had their cartoon for one year. Mm-hmm. I think it was ran at the same time on a different network. Remember, Hammer had his cartoon. Yes, they did. Yes, he did.
1: Yeah. Um, I remember All.
0: flipping back and forth to watching those.
1: New Kids on the Block, you know, had a cartoon. That's I mean, right.
0: Michael.
1: Oh! Oh, remember Pro Stars with Michael Jordan and uh, yes, Bo Jackson, Brandy, Wade yeah, and I think Bo yep. Jackson. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. That was on. for I think like, a couple of seasons. Look, I think mm-hmm. just about everybody that was big back in like the eighties and nineties had a cartoon, or the seventies if you want to. We, look, we're not that old folks, so we can't go that far. But, uh, <laughs> but look, I mean, we the, saw them in repeats.
0: So I know what you're going to say the Jacksons.
1: Yes, you know, yeah, the Brady kids. It Yep. Yep, and Fat Albert, you know, with you thank God for YouTube and Cartoon the old Cartoon Network. But yeah, I mean look, I think Look Saturdays now, I mean, you got like those though know, like special interests, but there are no cartoons unless you watch like some of the other cartoon channels that they have mm-hmm. in your cable satellite provider. But I think you know, folks took that stuff for granted and it kind of monopolized and you know, look mm-hmm. what happened. I mean, e- even even now, I mean, with the with those the, the safe by the bell type car, type shows, I mean, you're not you're not you don't see those anymore. So it, it's just unfortunate. You sure don't. It's just I know some of those shows
0: were uh, trying to make a comeback because you know, as we talked about before, with sports uh, on these streaming platforms. I know say about the Bell they got the original cast back together. I think they did a few episodes on Peak I'll I have to check those out. I'll give you a full book report in the in the coming future coming shows. But uh, like you said, thank goodness for uh, YouTube and, and these platforms, you can catch some of these old shows. And I, I just wanted to bring I brought that up because those tnbc shows they were very underrated but they were very good oh, i know yeah. they had to qualify for those uh the those tv ratings were coming out but they were starting out back then tvpg tv14 and all that but those were children um it, it was i forgot what it's called but it was for teenagers and young adults and, yeah. and they dealt with uh the various tvy7 i think that's what you're. i think that's
1: what the talking about right yeah yeah
0: but they dealt with, as we talked about, various issues and things along that line. I, I wonder, since we're living in a different society today, would, would those shows actually work? <sighs> Hmm,
1: that's, that's a tough one. I want to say
0: yes, but, you know, but we live in a different so. society now.
1: I don't think so. I mean, the attention spans are not what, like what they used to be, Sid. I mean, if, you know, shows don't hit right away, you know, those shows will get yanked mm-hmm. off the air like that. And, you know, the, the streaming services are different. You know, maybe you could get away with a little bit more than you mm-hmm. could, They back, now they could have done back then because, you know, they, they can only do so much. I mean, they, they did do some heavier topics, but they really, they couldn't mm-hmm. really, like, really get really deep into it. So I, I I don't know. I would like to say maybe they, they could have, but I I just don't – I don't think they they would. I don't think so.
0: Yeah, yeah. quickly before we get out of here, uh, there could be a whole bunch of TV shows I'll ask you. I'll just throw these two shows out there. Do you think they'll work in today's environment? Different world.
1: I think so. I think, cause I think, yo, know, you I saw, said yes too. Yeah, to. yeah I'm about to saying, yo, know, Vice President Harris is a HBCU grad. She's a Howard grad, so mm-hmm. I think, I think a show like that could work. But I think, I think they need to be, it need to be more more ensemble, cause the last few years, last couple of years of the show just weren't. I, to me, they weren't that. They weren't that good. Mm-hmm.
0: If you watch a, 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 a homework assignment for our listeners and viewers. Go watch *Unsung*, a different mm-hmm. *Unsung Hollywood*, different world. And Lakina gave you a little cliffhanger. So go watch *Unsung Hollywood*, a different world on YouTube, wherever you can get it. Google it, and you watch the whole episode. You'll find out reasons why *Different World* got, me in my opinion, got taken off the air a year or two earlier than it was supposed to. But we'll leave it at that. One more show before we get out here, Lakina. It it was not part of the T T M B C lineup in the '90s. Of course, this show went off the air in 1991, but Head of the class, of course. The future future superstar Robin Givens. Yeah, he had Dennis Schneider who's he who was doing something. Uh, I think he's still doing something with the cartoon world today. They, to and look, he played the big fat kid, but yeah. they had a diverse cast as well. Do you think that show will work in today's I've, environment? I've
1: been I've been thinking, you know, they had the anniversary of the um the show, the first the debut of the show, um, I think a few months back. And I've said it I look, I said it on Twitter Twitter then. I mean, I think a show like that could work. I mean, look, it was one of those shows that had it was one of the first shows that actually had a diverse cast. You had, you mm-hmm. know, you know, the Asian, you know, the Asian studio had had the, um, you know, had the punk, the king, the, you know, the, you know Brian Robbins, you know, the, 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 the you yeah. know, who you didn't think belonged there, but it actually turned out he actually did belong there, <laughs> you know, trying yeah. to, you know, trying to be tough, you know, even though he was, like, super smart, trying to, try to um, mm-hmm. he had the child genius, he had, look, he had, like, you know, there were like two black you know two black two or three blacks you know in the later seasons they, they had a black dude um aristotle that's an interesting name for you know yeah <laughs> a black dude but that's a that's another thing but look uh rain prior Rain prior you know richard Pryor's daughter mm-hmm. as tj yeah. she was a great character you know look work you know her character worked her way you know through remedial english you know got got right mm. to the top of the class the head of the class yeah get it, get it get it um you know uh yeah, I think that I think that show I think a show that, that could work. I think because you know I think that look we've been wanting diversity. That was one of the first shows that had diversity. So mm-hmm. and, I, and, you know, and I don't know about you, Sid, but I, I actually like the last season with Billy Connolly. I thought he brought a, a different you know aspect of it to the show. Even though it was just to, to finish up that year, we 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 yeah. we'll, we'll probably never know why Howard has decided to leave the show. Why didn't he finish it out? We'll mm-hmm. probably never know. But you know, happy birthday by the way you just turned 81 a couple of days ago howard hessman um
0: wow i didn't know and, he was that old wow oh,
1: oh he's been around a long time it's been around a long time yeah. johnny johnny fever to those you know folks who are older than us you know all wkrp in cincinnati in
0: cincinnati yeah i of course remember watching those and reruns uh, growing up so yeah i know about that show real quick shout out to that actress Mar- who played Maria. i know she was doing she did the Sopranos in the nineties. Yeah. Let's so a shout Let's out see- to her. And also doing the, uh, also another actor that played on head of the class, another future superstar. He did it the last two years on that show. He went on oh. to do New York oh. undercover I know you're talking Michael about- DiLorenzo.
1: Had a big crush on him, still looks good. You uh, know they actually another unsung Hollywood that they did on uh New York Undercover. You'll you'll see yes, why his great character. Episode. Yes. Yeah, Go look for it on
0: YouTube, folks.
1: You'll see why his character got killed off. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll he'll you know he um yeah. bring up the reason why he left the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so look, I mean, look, Dennis night this night, Dan night, I should say. I mean, he, you know, look, I think he's like the king of Nickelodeon for like years, you know, developing various yeah. shows, you know. He's been doing doing pretty well, but I, I think he's with a new a new um I think he's with one of the other uh, streaming services. I think his network his um contract right now with Nickelodeon. I think about it a year ago. I think he's I think he's with one of the streaming services now. If I'm not mistaken, I gotta look that up. But yeah, he's he's still around. He's still developing shows, Drake and Josh, iCarly. You know, mm-hmm. many many other shows. So he's look he's like the king of like you know teen shows. So he he knew what yeah. was up. He knew what the, the cash cow was. <laughs> and yeah, know- we. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I did. Um, um the, the guy that played Arvid, he actually, he actually, he's actually aged pretty well too. So, you know, I saw him in a, a you know, doing a retrospect recently. You know, they still, they should they should have a class reunion. I mean, look, everybody else is doing it, why not?
0: Exactly. We, I uh, so I know we have MeTV, I know we have Antenna TV. but we need some of those shows that if you're not gonna put them on those two networks because you know the broadcasting cable networks and the broadcasting networks. Won't show those reruns ever again. For some of those shows that need to be shown again to, to a newer generation, but they need to start putting those shows like Head of the Class and those uh, those TNBC shows. Uh, if you're a Peacock, those TNBC shows, they goes for YouTube. But if if you're a Peacock, that's part of the NBC, put those put those California Dreams and One World and City Guys, especially on Peacock, people will start watching. I'm telling you, we need some of those shows back.
1: I'll head the class too. Come on, Hulu. Come on, you get Disney. You got that yeah. got contract with Hulu. I don't know if they own. Yeah. I don't know if they own the show. I think they. I think they own my Warner Brothers. But look, let's put let's put these shows you know on these streaming networks. I mean, come on, now. you guys have no zero excuses. No excuses.
0: Yeah, people are like we said before. People are consuming entertainment in a different ways, not just one way anymore.
1: And also too, people are still in their homes, so I think people will love the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So just to uh, yeah. Whew, boy, I love this trip down memory list. So we should do that every once
0: in a while because uh, this was yes, fun. Yes, yes. I, I had to do it because those shows on TNBC were very underrated. Let's also, too, real quick, I haven't watched some of these episodes yet, but I will starting soon, Hang Time. Oh, I love Hang Time. Uh, Anthony Anderson got his um, uh, start on that show, of course. Reggie Theus, former NBA player. He was the first head coach, and, of course, he was replaced by Dick Buggs for those last couple years on that show.
1: So, I, I think yeah, I think um I think he took a job, I think, in New Mexico, so if I'm not mistaken, he went back to co- yeah, yeah, he went to mm-hmm. coaching in real life. So Yeah, you know, But he like, was also
0: doing TNT at that time too, so Yeah. D- 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 he good.
1: had to, he was, to let that go as
0: well.
1: Yeah, Tick D- is in you know, he's actually a pretty good actor. People forget how good of an actor he is.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, What's forget- about a thumb about guy doing coaching basketball?
1: <laughs> oh look, he look, he's actually he's, you know, he look he did the last couple of years on a my two dad, so Look, he's. That's right.
0: That was against- all he was talking about. I was like he was on a, on another show before, but I couldn't remember. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we actually fit that yeah. mold. So look, who knew that Anthony Anderson would actually end up being the only one that's actually still working in the industry out of all those. Exactly. Hopes? Who would have thought? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Big, <laughs> young, chumpy guy. Now he looks good, slimmed down from that time.
1: I know. Got hit shows all over the place. He'll produce producing hit yeah. shows. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: look, more power to him. Exactly. On, on that note, you follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Scrum on the IG.
0: You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at SickKid80. Once again, at SickKid80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You can go to our website, wearegalradio.com. You can follow our podcast, Second City Sports, along with the other podcast programming from War Media by simply searching for War on Anchor, which keeps you over to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and that iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in that search engine box, W-A-R-R on Anchor. We're also on YouTube at War Media. Once again, at W-A-R-R Media. You can only listen to us, but watch us do our thing live. Anyways, we take a bow. Thank you very much for your support.
1: Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. All yes. Right. So enjoy the weather out there. It's gonna look pretty good here in the here in the Midwest for the next uh, for next week, I should say. You know, don't go too crazy though, folks,
0: because not we're not there yet. We have sunshine and the salt snow is just about gone. All
1: right, But let but let's let's keep it let's keep it calm, folks. But even still, wash your hands, keep your distance, and wear your mask because it's still. You know, mm-hmm. we lost. You know, we lost a really great one here, at Erica Watson. You know, a comedian. You know, saw if we you saw when live. That just that was just on just now. I mean, just just a you know just tragic. So it's COVID still out there, folks. Take it seriously, and you know, keep doing your thing. We're still in the whole we're in the whole stress, but you still got to take those precautions.
0: Yes. Until All next right. time, holla! All
1: right, enjoy the games, everybody.